I bring you greetings from our country, the Philippines, and I'm very glad for the opportunity to bring forth God's Word to all of you today, and Happy New Year, uh, Chinese New Year for uh, all of you. I supposed to speak on a topic about the Lord Jesus Christ and His supremacy as and His Excellency as our Lord and Savior, but uh, God has impressed in my heart so strongly last night that I would speak to you something about a very important subject that God wants to uh, me to deal with you this morning. As uh, these days, as our friends uh, realize that we are here in Hong Kong and messages are coming and they're saying, what are you doing in Hong Kong at this time where the, when the threat of uh, virus, uh, coronavirus, and, and, and also demonstrations and all that, what, what are you doing in Hong Kong? And last night, I must admit that I, I felt some kind of fear. Some kind of fear and worried about our stay here in Hong Kong. That's why this morning, God is impressing my heart to speak about that. Because God wants to uh, give a message to this congregation this morning about dealing with our fear. That's why this morning I'm going to talk about rising from the valley of fear. Fear is gripping not only China and Hong Kong but many other parts of the world today. And how should we respond as God's people as we are in this valley experience, so to speak, in the valley of fear? We have many fears, don't we? We have fear of, some of us have fear of growing old. Some of us have fear of uh, old age or the future some of us have a fear of, like, what will, will happen to Hong Kong after 50 years? It's like that. We have so many fears. I, one of my areas of fear, maybe you could say, is uh, being the church planting director of Kamako. Is that how could we, how could we able to uh, reach the 750 new churches that we are aiming to plant in the next five years. So it's a tall order for me to be able to plant such a, a large number of churches in five years. Last year, our target is up, uh, 100 churches. Praise God, we're able to plant 113 this year, our, our uh, last uh, 2018, that was uh, 100 churches. 2019, our goal is 125 churches, and we were able to plant 130 churches. Praise God. But the uh, number is rising. Like, for example, this 2020, we will plant 150 churches. And I'm starting to get worried, Lord, how can we do this? And I thank God for AIC, for your helping us in our church planting ministry. So in behalf of our bishop, Bishop Ed Cajes, and uh, the whole denomination of Kamakop, I'm thanking AIC for helping us in our church planting ministry. As you are supporting several church planting ministries in 
Metro Manila area. Thank you so much, and I pray that more partnership will come with this church as we plant more churches uh, in your part, beyond the corners of your church, beyond your shores. So we have so many things to be worried about, to fear, to be afraid of. That's why God is saying to us this morning in Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed or anxious or worried, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is what God wants you to hear this morning. This is what God's uh, message is for, for each one of us this morning. Not to fear, for the Lord said, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. In the midst of this crisis right now, uh, with the fear of uh, the virus coming to Hong Kong and perhaps to other places in the world, the message of the Lord for all of us this morning is do not fear. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The context of Isaiah 41 is that Isaiah was addressing actually the exiles in Babylon. The Israelites, they were in a real bad situation. They were in a foreign land. They have no king, no no temple. They are on their own. They are slaves and captives in a foreign land in Babylon. And Isaiah, seeing this, said to the Israelites in captivity, Fear not, for the Lord says, I am with you. Fear gripped the hearts of many today because of what's happening. According to the dictionary, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. And one of the common results of fear is anxiety or worry. If we are fearful, the most uh, tendency that we have is to be worried, to be anxious about this. Do you know that Jesus told us something about worry in Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 33? It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour of your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. 
with what's happening now, many of us could really worry about, you know, about our, our health, you know, about what will happen to us. But do you know what Jesus is saying about worry? First, Jesus said that worrying is sin because it's actually a direct uh, violation of a command. Jesus is telling us, do not worry. So we are disobeying God when we worry. So do not worry, God is saying, despite of the situation right now or the fears that you have in your heart, do not worry. Trust God instead. Do not worry because worrying is a sin. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, do not worry. So this morning, do not worry. Secondly, what Jesus is saying is worrying does not help. In verse 27, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour of your life? Can we save ourselves by worrying about the virus coming into Hong Kong? Can we save ourselves by doing it? Of course, we need to do the necessary precautions, right? But what help can worrying do? This is what Jesus is saying. Do not worry. Some of us, we worry about our height. We worry about, about many things. But worry does not help at all. Aside from it's, it's a sin, what Jesus is saying is do not worry because it doesn't help. It will not help you solve your problem. And then thirdly, Jesus, what Jesus is saying is that worrying is a, manifest, is a manifestation of lack of faith. That's why he said, oh, you of little faith, why don't you trust God? So instead of worrying, trust God. Instead of worrying about what will happen next, what will happen to our children, what will happen uh, for us or to us in, in our future, what, what at stake? With our future, instead of worrying about these things, what Jesus is saying is have faith. Trust that our God is a God who is in control. So in Isaiah, in Isaiah 41.10, God is saying, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What is God telling Israel and us Today, in our moments of fear, there are three things I want you to remember. First, remember His presence. In this time of our, fe- of our fear, in our, in our times of, uh, that we are afraid of many things in our lives, remember God's presence. God said to the Israelites, to Prophet Isaiah, I am with you. Do not fear. You know this name of the Lord, I am, you remember this? You know, when Moses was asked by God to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, and Moses, as he was tasked by God to uh, lead the people, he said to the Lord, Lord, who will I say to the Israelites is sending me? And you know what God said? Tell them that I am is sending you. And perhaps Moses asked, Lord, Is that your name? Are you I am? What does that mean? And you know what that means? That means that I am the God of the present. Yes, he's the God of the past, but he is the God of the present. Yes, the God of Abraham. He's the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, but he is the God of the present. And he is with you. He is with Israel. He is with Moses. And this morning, God is telling us that 
Be not afraid because this God of Israel who is God, who is present, and he is with us. And he knows what's happening to Israel at that time. That's why through prophet Isaiah, God says, do not be afraid. Be not afraid for I am with you. I know what's happening to you. You know, one of the things we feel when we are afraid is that we feel that nobody cares. Nobody knows about our situation. No. God says, I know your situation. I am. I am present. I am with you. I understand what's happening to you. You are not alone. And then, remember that God is present and he is the God who never leaves his people. He is our Emmanuel, the God who is with us. That's what he's saying. His presence is with us. Emmanuel, the God who is with us. In the Athens uh, Olympics in 2004, there was a, a man by the name Roland Gardner. He, he was a, a wrestler and he won the silver medal in the wrestling match in Athens Olympics in 2004. But after he won the silver medal, he took off his shoes and then he placed it at the center of the mat. And then when he did that, he sobbed and he cried and people didn't understand what is he doing? Why did he do that? What's the meaning of uh, what he did, he, he placed his shoes, wrestling shoes, in the middle of the mat. And those who understand it said, he's actually walking away from the sport that he really loved. What he did was actually an announcement that he is retiring from the sport, from, that, from wrestling. That sport that has defined his life and he loved so much. That's why it pains him walking away from that sports that he dearly loved. In our lives, we will experience many walkaways. Some of us have experienced husbands walking away from the marriage relationship. Some of us experience our children walking away from home. It breaks the hearts of many. Some of us have experienced a loved one walking away in death, never to return. We know the pain. But remember that the God we serve is the God who will never leave us nor forsake us. He is the God who will never walk away from you. He's a God who is present. And in our times of crisis and whatever problem, tryouts, fear we are facing right now, remember the presence of God. Jesus, uh, God said, do not fear, for I am with you. Jesus said to his disciples, I will be with you to the very end of the age. Secondly, remember his promises. We remember not only God's presence in our time of fear, let us also remember his promises. 
He said, I am your God. Do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And he is the God who redeemed his people. He is the God who led his people out of Egypt into the promised land. He is the God who cares for his children. And he is the God who is good. He is the good shepherd who takes care of his sheep. That's why David in Psalm 23 said, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my good shepherd, and he takes care of me. It's our God, and his promises are true. He's a good God, and what he said will come to pass. That's why do not be dismayed. Do not be afraid. Because God promised, the God who is good promised to be with us. The God who is good will redeem us, will help us, will protect us, will cover us. And secondly, God is our faithful God who is faithful to his promise. That's why the Jews in, the, uh, in captivity, they were worried about so many things. Can you imagine them being in captive? They're in a foreign land. No king, no temple. They are captives. They're slaves in a foreign land. They have all the reasons to be worried about, right? But God said, do not be afraid. Do not worry. Do not be dismayed, for I have promised to bring you back to your land. And of course, 70 years later, Israel was brought back to their homeland as promised by the Lord. In our times of fear, remember God's promises. That's why it's very good to memorize verses. And I heard that you have a program here of uh, Bible 200 that, where you memorize verses. That's excellent move. Why? Because in our times of fear, in our times of crisis, it's good to hold on to God's promises. Remember them. God promised that he will be faithful to all of us, his children. And God will not let us experience that which he did not purpose for us. Meaning, all the experiences that we had, some of us had bad experiences, sad experiences, but God promised that he's a God who can work things out for the good of his children. That's why some of us, as we look back those experiences in the past, and we said, Lord, we ask, Lord, why did you allow me to go through this and this and that? And we have all these questions. But later on in our lives, we look back and see when the pieces come together and see God's good intention in allowing us to go through all those experiences. Say, Lord, thank you. Now I see you have a good purpose why you allow those things to happen to me. God is good and he promised to fulfill what he has promised us to do. The third thing that I want you to remember is that remember his power. Remember his power. So not only that we need to remember his presence in our time of fear, not only do we remember his promises, it is also remember that he's a God of power. 
He's a God of power. He said, I will help you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. The other translation said, with my faithful right hand. Isn't that amazing that our God is not only willing to help us, to deliver us, but He is able. He is a powerful God. He is a God who can do even the impossible. And He is more than able to carry on what He promised to His children. That's why when uh, Israelites are in captivity, through prophet Isaiah in chapter 40, God said, I am a powerful God. The nations that are reigning right now actually is just like a drop in a bucket or a grain of sand in a scale or like a grass that's here today and gone tomorrow. And that's what happened to the empires that ruled the nations before, like the Egyptian empire. What happened to the Egyptian empire? It became like grass when the Syrian empire came. What happened to the Syrian empire? It became like grass when the Babylonians came. The Medo-Persian Empire rose into power and made the Babylonian Empire like grass and it disappeared. And then the Middle Persian Empire disappeared like grass when the Grecian Empire came. And the Grecian Empire disappeared like grass when the Roman Empire came. And all these empires, they rise and they fall. But we serve a God who reigns, a God whose empire will never fail. This is the God, the powerful God that we have. He's the God of David. We remember how David believed this God, that he worshipped the God of Israel when he faced Goliath. He said, ah, you come to me with your spear and with your sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. David know his God. He believed that his God is powerful, bigger than the giant that he was facing at that time. That's why when Saul asked David, what reason would you give me? You want to fight a giant? Give me, give me one reason, please. <laughs> you want to fight a giant? Because David went to King Saul. King Saul, do you hear that? You know, there's a giant there <laughs> shouting and you know, challenging the people of Israel. And King Saul said, of course I know I'm the king of Israel. And he said, what are you doing, King Saul? And King Saul said, I, I have no one to fight a giant. And David said, oh, I will fight it. What? You're going to fight a giant? And David said, yes. And King Saul said, give me one reason. Why would you fight a giant? And David said, okay, I'll give you two reasons. First, I was tending the flock of my father. And then a bear came. And you know what I did? I seized the bear and killed the bear. And then another time, I was sending the flock of my father and a lion, the, a lion came and, you know, I seized the lion and killed the lion. King Saul, the God who helped me kill the lion and the bear, will be the same God who will help me kill the giant. And that's what David did. He killed Goliath in the name of the Lord. David believed that his God is a powerful God. There is nothing that is impossible with his God. So remember God's power. He has the power to protect us, to cover you. In your moments of fear, remember that your heavenly Father covers you with His righteous, powerful, faithful right hand, keeping you safe. And He is more than able to deliver you. In 2 Kings, we find a story about the four lepers. Israel was in a very bad situation. 
There was a great famine because of disease that is happening from, uh, from Ben-Hadad, the Syrian. And there was a great famine that two mothers have agreed to kill, to butcher one of, of, uh, the, uh, the, the child of one mother so that they could eat, the whole family could survive. And then the next day they would cook the child of another mother. That's how bad the situation was during that time. And um, one mother came to the king and said, Oh, king, deal with this uh, neighbor of mine. We agreed that today we'll ki- I, uh, yesterday we, I, I would kill my son so that we could eat. And then the, today, her son, we were going to butcher her, her son so that we could eat and survive. And now he, 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 she hid her, her son and we could, we could find him no more. That's how bad the situation. But you know, through prophet Elijah, God said, tomorrow by this time, the Lord will provide. There were four lepers outside the gate. Four lepers. And they said to one another, if we go inside, there's famine there, we will surely die. If we stay here, we will surely die because of starvation. If we go to, this, to the Syrian camp, we might live but very slim chance. But, you know, they have three options and all, all of them are bad options. But they went anyway. When they went to the camp of the Assyrians. There was nothing there. The, Syria, the Syrians left with all the goodies that they had, all the food. And they had their field. They ate. They hid the gold and many other treasures. You know what the Assyrians heard? They heard a throng of armies coming over them. That's why they said to one another, Oh, the, the Israelites have hired, have hired the Egyptians and the Hittites. They're coming. So they ran. They fled. But it was only four lepers feebly marching towards their camp. But God, by His power, was able to multiply that. In this time of crisis, friends, let us remember that our God is a powerful God who can deliver us and who will deliver us whatever it is that we are afraid about. That's why God said through prophet Isaiah, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So let us rise above the valley of fear. Knowing that God's presence is with us. Knowing that God has promised to care for us. And knowing that God has the power to preserve us and keep us safe. Why don't we all stand for prayer? Whatever it is that you are afraid of, why don't you just offer it to God right now? Say, Lord, I'm afraid. I must admit. But I must trust you. Your word says this morning, oh God, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Surrender that right now. Surrender that.
Father God, thank you for your word this morning. Many of us are afraid. Many of us are worried about many things. Forgive us, Lord, of our lack of faith for not trusting you. This morning, O God, we lift up to you every fear and submit our lives to you, Lord, knowing that our lives is in your hand. Thank you, God, thank you, God that you are the God who is present with your people, that you are with us. Thank you, Lord, that you are the God who is true to your promises. Thank you, Lord, that you are the God of power who is more than able to deliver your people from whatever it is that we are fearful about. Thank you, God. We honor you. We bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.